the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. This is your hour when Orlando Magic Senior Vice President Pat Williams sits down and speaks with authors who have written books on topics of interest and insight for listeners like you. And now, here's your host, Pat Williams. Folks, it's time for the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. We do this show every weekend on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And every weekend, awesome Alan Dempsey does our engineering. Oh, and he does it well. Uh, Andrew Herdliska is our producer. And in this first half hour, Steve Machia is going to join us from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. His new book is out, Broken and Whole, A Leader's Path to Spiritual Transformation. IVP is the publisher. And Steve is here with us. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, Pat. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell me about your book. Well, I wrote this book for leaders um, after working with leaders for many, many years and uh, hearing over and over again of the importance of strengths and gifts and capabilities. But I never heard about, what about the darker side? What about weakness? What do you learn from disappointment? What do you learn from suffering? And so I really am experiencing my own uh, weakness myself and my own need for God, realize that that's where I find my greatest strength. That's where I find my greatest hope, when I can give to God the suffering, heartache, sinfulness, imperfections of my own life and the people around me. He actually wants to redeem all of those for his glory. And I love seeing strength emerge out of weakness or disappointment or heartache. And I think that's where God does the deepest work in us. And he teaches us, he refines us, he renews us, if we allow him to. And I'm, I'm, I'm writing this book to invite people to embrace their, the reality of their life, both the strong side and the weaker side, and asking God to really do the reshaping and renewing work that he delights to do. So that's why I wrote the book, and that's really what it's all about. Let's dive yeah. in. Let's dive into the meat of the book, Steve. We start with this topic: impatience isn't a virtue. Love is patient and kind. Uh, so let's start there and fill us in. Well, I use the book of First Corinthians as my focus because I feel that Paul is writing to leaders in a very troubled church, and the church was very secular, over-sexualized. It was constantly in motion, had a lot of division into it. And we get into the apex of the book, which is chapters 12 and 13, where he talks about the body. He uses the word body 17 times in the 12th chapter of First Corinthians. And he says, not only do I want you to be a body, but I want you to embrace each other's gifts and abilities. But the most excellent way I want you to be together is to love one another. So chapter 13, we think it was written for wedding ceremonies. It was never written for wedding ceremonies, even though it's usually the time we read it. 
there's really a, there's a chapter for leaders. It applies to marriages and families because we're to love one another in our marriages and in our families. But for leaders to learn how to love means that to embrace things like your impatience. The fact of the matter is we as leaders get impatience. So let's own that impatience. Let's acknowledge it. And the only way for us to become patient is to receive the patient love of God, who delights to be give us patient love for those around us. So impatience is everywhere. We live in a very impatient society, and we are impatient people ourselves. And when we own it, acknowledge it, and ask God to change us from the inside out, He's the one that gives us patient love. And the patience that we're to exhibit comes from God and is expressed to the people around us. When envy and jealousy ransack the mind, love does not envy. Yeah, the second thing he says is, you know, love is patient, love is kind, but it also does not envy. And when we envy, we are looking over the shoulder wishing we had something that does not belong to us. And there are many times that we become envious of another. And again, acknowledging that, owning that, and asking God to redeem that so that we don't have envy in our heart, it comes by the grace of God, the mercy of God, and He speaks love through us, even when we are struggling with envy or jealousy toward another. So it's another part of us that God wants to redeem for His glory, for His purposes, to be released and fulfilled through us as His leaders, as His chosen ones in this world. Is it ever acceptable to have a competitive spirit? Love does not boast. Yeah, I don't see... And you come out of the world of, of um, athletics, and there's great need for competition in athletics. Absolutely, we want to win a game. In business, a lot of competition. Uh, in politics, certainly a lot of competition. But within the body of Christ, I don't see any evidence in the biblical text that says that we are to compete with one another. And so when we become boastful, we're competing. We're, we're wanting to one-up another. Rather than embrace cooperatively and in a communal spirit one another, we, we try to outdo one another boastfully. And so I'm saying here in this chapter that, we, again, we need to acknowledge that at times we become competitive in our own spirit, in our own heart. Let's bring that to God and, let's, and ask God to release us of that competitive spirit and instead become more cooperative, more communal, more, um, more of companions with one another to help one another to become all that God intends. So in many sectors of our world, competition is okay. In the body of Christ, as members one with another, uh, I don't see any room for it. We only have one enemy, and it's the enemy of our heart and soul. It's the devil himself. So why compete with each other when we've got such a big competitor out there trying to pull us away from the purposes of God? So this book is inviting us to acknowledge at times we are competitive, but we shouldn't be as brothers and sisters in Christ. Let the... Let the Love of Christ come in, reign supreme, so that we're not boasting about anything except Christ Himself. Stephen Machia is our guest, founding president of Leadership Transformation. We're talking about his new book, Broken and Whole 
a leader's path to spiritual transformation. Uh, Steve, the next topic is the tight grip of pride and close-fisted greed. Love is not proud. Yeah, when Paul continues on, you know, love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It is not proud. And yet pride exists within us. And so we need to be prayerfully attentive to the times when we become closed-fisted toward our own greed, the things that we want to grab a hold of. Uh, the, the opposite of closed-fistedness is open-handedness. And Christ lived open-handedly, loved and served and received and gave, and he encouraged his, his disciples to be the same. So when pride begins to enter our heart and our experience and even in our, our voice toward another, we need to be careful and ask God to humble us so that we're not greedy or pride-filled, but instead loving, generous, and open-handed. So my, my, my plea in that chapter is to recognize your brokenness and your pride and ask God to redeem that, to transform that, to get rid of that, so that out of a humble spirit, you can be much more generous and loving toward another. Now let's talk about the maddening manipulation of self and others. Love is not rude. Yeah, there's a lot of rudeness today, Pat, and we see it all around us, whether we're driving or interacting with another in a, you know, in a business setting or whatever, but in the life of the church, there's, there's no room for, for rudeness. And yet I'm working with churches all the time where we've got a lot of rudeness um, people aren't even really fully aware of how rude they are being to another. But really, it doesn't belong in the Christian life. And Paul is writing to the Corinthians, who are filled with division, and saying, no, 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 don't, don't, don't manipulate others to your own desires. Instead, um, be, be rid of that rudeness, so that the love and the grace and mercy of God will reign supreme. So, yeah, we, we are pretty manipulative, we, we're closed-fisted, and God is really inviting us to open up ourselves to be receivable and to be lovable. My guest is Steve Machia. We're talking about his book, Broken in Whole. This is the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. More with Steve right after this. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Transform your home with the latest hardwood flooring styles from Lumber Liquidators. We've got the leading trends in distressed flooring on sale. Get a rustic, reclaimed look with Bull Barn Oak Laminate. This week, it's 20% off. Or add Coastal Charm to any room with pre-finished Delaware Driftwood Oak. It's a dollar off a square foot. Get popular wood-look tile trends from just $1.99. And all in-stock Morningstar bamboo is 15 to 20% off. Plus more unbeatable flooring deals from 59 cents. And special financings available. Don't miss the best deals on the hottest flooring styles. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Join Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, as he opens God's Word every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. If you missed the Sunday broadcast, you can listen and study along with Dr. Jordan 24-7 at WTLN.com by clicking on the podcast tab and then Riches of Grace. Riches of Grace, a service of Grace Impact Ministries at graceimpact.org. 5.30 Sunday on the new 94.9 FM. 
94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Hey, we're back again with another Back to Vegas Challenge. Got a new question for you, so listen up. Remember, if you get it right, you and your boo could be on your way to enjoying three days and two nights in Las Vegas and two tickets to the hottest show in Vegas. Other than guaranteeing your arrival with a small refundable deposit, you won't pay a dime for this package. The producers of the game show, Lovers or Losers, with TV icon Todd Bridges are picking up the tab. Thanks, Todd. Just be one of the first callers at 844-64-PRIZE. It's that simple. Okay, this movie is about a British secret agent who's frozen in time in the 1960s and is brought back to life to fight his number one nemesis and his cat. Yeah, baby! Was that movie A, Diamonds Are Forever, B, Lethal Weapon, or C, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery? Know the answer? Call now, 844-64-PRIZE. Be one of the first callers with the correct answer right now, 844-64-PRIZE. That's 844-64-PRIZE. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Stephen Maki is our guest. Uh, the book is called Broken and Whole, A Leader's Path to Spiritual Transformation. Steve, the next topic is an independent spirit in your veins and arteries. Love is not self-seeking. Yeah. Independence, you know, we pride ourselves on our independence. I live in the Northeast, you know, where uh, the Revolutionary War began and our independence was gleaned and gained. And oftentimes we glamorize independence when really we're to be interdependent as members of the body of Christ. We need each other. Um, the, the strong and the weak belong side by side. The, the hidden and the and the people that are out front in ministry belong together. I mean, that's what the body is all about. But many times what happens is, you know, we, we become very independent-minded and very filled with this independence that we need to have it our way or no way. And I'm inviting leaders to consider the times when they even have that independent spirit, I say in our veins and arteries, because it's really almost like the water we drink or the blood that's within us that, like, has to have it our, our own way. And I'm saying, no, when we're self-seeking, uh, we're missing so much of what uh, the body of Christ is meant to be. So open up yourself to receive and to give and to love and to serve uh, interdependently. Uh, rather than on your own strength. The destructive power of unbridled anger. Love is not easily angered. Yeah, I'm in the midst of some relationships right now that people are really trying to be rid of their anger, and they're easily angered in a very impatient world. And so as leaders, we need to acknowledge that times we are angry, sometimes righteously, but most often, self-righteously. We know from the biblical text that uh, we're invited to only be angry when when it's appropriate to be so, but I find that even when we justify that it's appropriate for us to be so, it's really not appropriate. So anger needs to be rid us from the inside out so that what we're, so that we're not a part of the destructive nature of anger, but instead a part of the constructive work of love. And leaders need to be the ones that are first performers in this regard. 
we can't be a bunch of angry leaders. Otherwise, we're going to intimidate and isolate, and that's not helpful in the body of Christ. Now we're going to talk about the truth always sets us free. Love keeps no record of wrongs, does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. Yeah, love rejoices in truth, and the way I would put this with the individuals that we work with, and even for myself, is uh, the truth about God and the truth about me or you will set us free. So let's be truthful and honest about not only the gospel and the truth of God's Word, but also about us as individuals. Tell the truth. Speak the truth. Um, When we acknowledge the truth about ourselves, we truly live in liberty and in freedom. When we hide behind uh, the true us and we want to show the world something else, then we're living in falsehood and we're living in the world of pretense. And there's enough pretense going on in our world today. Within the body of Christ, we need to be truthful, honest, faithful in being exactly who we are. And even when we err and go astray, to acknowledge that truthfully, that I'm I'm back in need need of God because I've gone my own way, I've made my own de- decisions, and I need to be redeemed. So even that is the truth that will set us free. So we don't keep record of wrongs, we don't delight in evil. Instead, we're to love truthfully, one with another. When fear and worry ensnare a heart, love always protects. Yeah. A protecting love is an embracing, grace-filled, almost paternal kind of love. It's it's like the love of the father running toward the prodigal child, ready to wrap his loving arms around him, kiss him on the cheek, put a robe on his back, a new ring on his finger, new sandals for his dirty feet, and welcome the prodigal home. That's a protecting love. That's love that stands by another no matter what. And for leaders, uh, we don't, we're not to walk away from the needy. Instead, we're to embrace, come alongside, companion, um, and protect. Like a, like a parent would protect a child, so we are to protect one another's reputation, we're to protect one another as persons, and we're to protect the church and preserve the church uh, now and in the days ahead. Steve Machia with us, the author of Broken and Whole. Let's talk about uh, the pitfalls of needing to be wanted. Love always trusts. Yeah, so often trust gets broken down and... We most most of the time it's because we've been hurt and we are hurting another. And when trust breaks down, it needs to be rebuilt. It needs to be rebuilt. And oftentimes, what keeps us from rebuilding trust is this need to be in the middle of middle of things, or need to be acknowledged, or need to be needed, or need to be wanted. And instead, what we need to be doing is is trusting and entering into space with one another where we're saying, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to build trust between us. I'm going to trust God with and for us. And trust takes time to build and overnight can be destroyed. And we've had these experiences in life and ministry where people betray us and walk away from us. 
and then we go into a you know go into our shell and pull away. But God continues to invite us to trust Him and to trust each other and to rebuild trust. It takes a lot of work to rebuild trust, but all of life is about trust. That's one of my mentors said to me years ago. All of life is about trust, and it's so true. And leaders need to be trustworthy and build trust and encourage trust-making among the body of Christ. Now let's talk about when hope waxes and wanes, love always hopes. Yeah, as a leader, what's one of the best things we can offer to another is hope. It's one of the greatest commodities that we can give to the people that we're loving and serving in Jesus' name. When you offer a word of hope, you're, you're encouraging the person to take a step of faith. And by taking a step of faith, we're moving into uh, a hope-filled journey where no matter what comes our way, no matter what the circumstances of life may uh, dish out to us, as long as we have an everlasting hope, the promises of God are hope-filled. The people of God are to be hope-filled. And as leaders, that's our mandate as well. Be a leader who hopes, who pours hope into the hearts of the people that you are called to serve. And now I want you to talk, Steve, about no pain is ever wasted. Love always perseveres and never fails. Yeah, I think this is a really important concept. We need to believe that every pain that we have ever endured here on Earth is exactly the the meat, if you will, of what God wants to transform. God wants to redeem every ounce of pain, if we let Him. So we bring our painful experiences, our painful relationships, our painful bodies to Him, and we say, God, I can't carry these anymore. And He says, yes, child, I am willing to carry that for you. I'm willing, if you would just let me, if you would just give me all the pain and heartache and suffering that you've had this side of this side of heaven, I want to carry that for you. So pain is is not for our detriment. Pain is to be given back to God so that He can redeem it. And what we're called to do is persevere. We are to persevere because there is pain and suffering and heartache in this world. We're not promised uh, a rose garden in our everyday life. No, we're given pain and suffering for purposes that go beyond anything that we could ever ask or dream or imagine. So as a believer and as a leader, I need to come alongside people knowing that you're in a time of pain right now, but God's not going to waste that pain. He's never wasted pain. Uh, He's never wasted the pain that even His Son, Jesus Christ, suffered in your behalf. That pain is redeemed for God's glory. And when Jesus stretched out his arms of love on the cross, that pain and suffering, that released us and gave us abundance in life. And so it is with our pain, is to release us so that we're not suffering, but we're filled with joy in the suffering for the sake of God's glory and for the purposes he wants to fulfill through us. So pain is, is not to be wasted. Pain is to be given back to God but he can redeem it for his glory. Stephen Machia is our guest, the author of Broken and Whole. Uh, we've come to the 13th topic, Steve, befriending brokenness 
and inviting redemption, the greatest of these is love. Yeah, when Paul comes to conclusion on that, he gives 16 words and phrases that describe love, and we've just gone through them in rapid form. But the invitation here is as a broken person or as broken people, when we are inviting God to redeem our brokenness, we are entering into a community experience unlike anything else in this world. The greatest of these is love. And when we love, when we love God, when we love one another, even when we love ourselves in a healthy, God-given way, God wants to take our brokenness and redeem it. It's like the Japanese have this wonderful art called Kintsugi art. And what it is is it's taking broken pottery, putting it back together with gold filament. Mm. A gold filament that puts the pottery back together again makes the pottery look even more beautiful as an end result. That's a redeemed piece of pottery that that art form has recreated. And that's our life. Life in this earth is recreated continuously, redeemed continuously, renewed continuously, out of our brokenness into a place of redemption for God's glory as God's people. He loves to renew us from the inside out. It's like... You know, the Apostle Paul saying with great clarity, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's powerful. And that's the invitation in this book, is to find wholeness in Christ, the power of Christ that can redeem every ounce of your weakness and brokenness if you invite him to do so, if you let him in and let him do his work, then we delight in our weaknesses, and as Paul says, in our insults, hardships, persecution. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Steve, I want you to talk about the conclusion and the benediction called Broken and Whole. Yeah, I wrote at the very end, a very, very brief, uh, conclusion, but my benediction is this. For all leaders who are broken and whole on the pathway to spiritual transformation, remember the gospel of unconditional love and be captivated by Christ. Receive God's joyful gift of faith, hope, and love. Our Father holds you gently in love, sanctifying and transforming embrace. The Lord Jesus Christ desires to gracefully receive and redeem your brokenness as the Spirit does His renewing work in your heart and life. Strength will emerge from weakness. When you serve others, offer hope for reconciliation and restoration of the kingdom of God. Live, love, and lead in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm delighted we could visit, Steve. Congratulations on your book, and uh, uh, this 30-minute segment has been uh, absolutely wonderful. Thanks a million for joining me. Pat, thank you so much. God bless you, brother. Stephen Machia, our guest in this uh, first segment, author of Broken and Whole. Steve is the founding president of Leadership Transformations. His website, www.leadershiptransformations.org. 
We've got more after this on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour here on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Maybe you've been walking with God for most of your life. Maybe you don't know much about Jesus or the Bible. Whatever your background, the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN invites you to join us each Sunday morning at 1045 for Reach Orlando, a Bible-centered church with a passion to love God, love people, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. Come study the Bible together with Pastor Adam Parsons and draw closer to God with Reach Orlando, Sunday morning at 1045 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Hi, Bill Files here, GM of Salem Media Group Orlando. You've heard me talk about Half Price Tuition, a great new program we have where folks just like you can purchase tuition to the finest Christian schools in Central Florida at half price. No catch, no kidding. I want to share with you some comments from a listener who recently purchased tuition for her daughter. This listener called me, and once she found out that the program was for real, she and her husband decided to buy it. She said, before we hang up, I wanted to thank you and to share with you that my husband and I have been praying for a way to send our girl to Christian school. Your half-price tuition program has made that possible. Thank you. This is what it's all about. If you or someone you know could benefit from our half-price tuition program, I hope you'll give me a call, 407-618-1760, or visit our website, AmazingRadioDeals.com. Half-price tuition, another positive idea from Salem Media Group Orlando. Schools like the Geneva School and Altamont Christian School are available right now. Go online to AmazingRadioDeals.com. Do you have enough drinking water at home or work? throws at you. This is Florida, and you can never have enough good, wholesome drinking water on hand for meetings, family gatherings, even Mother Nature's wrath. Be prepared with Carolina Highland Mountain Spring Water, delivered directly to your home or business. Call now for their Be Prepared Delivery Special. Individual bottles, dispensers, and coolers. No contracts, no fees. Call 407-851-7144. Online at carolinabottledwater.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Steve Machia, our guest in that first half hour, talking about his new book, Broken and Whole. Uh, We go to Minneapolis. Brad Hewitt is there, uh, the CEO of Thrivevent Financial. And uh, he has co-authored a book with James Moline, called Your New Money Mindset, Create a Healthy Relationship with Money. Good to visit with you, Brad. Thanks for joining me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So what's the deal with a new money mindset? What does that mean? Well, one of the things that we've discovered is if you want to have a healthy relationship with money, it starts with the heart, not habits, not mechanics, not even knowledge. And so uh, really examining our relationship with money and how how do we have a relationship with money? Is it healthy or not healthy? Uh, There are 12 topics that I want to cover here with us, uh, Brad. The first one is simply called our money problem. Uh, What do you teach us here? Yeah, in in, uh, our money problem, we start off with a a fictitious, uh, although not completely fictitious, uh, group of characters. It's it's from people we know, and it's it's what I would describe it as the common kind of American challenge is we think we're doing the right things. We think we're trying to to get ahead, and what we 
keep doing is digging ourselves sometimes more and more in a hole by not examining our money relationship. And so what we really are trying to teach is is that this is something that we all struggle with. We're all bombarded with consumeristic and materialistic messages all the time. And uh, we, we just wanted to provide a grace-filled way to get to that uh, heart-healthy relationship with money. Topic number two, a new money mindset. Yep. So, so what we start here is, is really our teaching here is is all about uh, thinking about what God's money mindset is, and uh, and and we uh, we were talking. The the, the first story is, is uh, Jim Moline and I were sitting and having um, a conversation about our kids and everything, and we we recognized how important generosity was to to our our growth and our personal sense of fulfillment and how it's really helped us actually ma- mastering our heart was actually helped us master the money um, and uh in that that became the idea of of you know that's that's actually something that we can learn from God and that God's generosity towards us and so we we really started laying out well, what are those five kind of money mindsets as we found from research and and how how do they apply and how do we think about that our money problem our new money mindset now here's the third topic it's just called ready Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you cover there so uh, I start I start off with a with a uh, really personal story about when my my roommate and who turned out to be the best man of my wedding called called me greedy uh, and selfish and mm. that's that's because I was um, and and it was the is like well, how do you actually get ready to actually start and uh, we were we were moving out of uh, our college dorm and I was fighting hard for this uh, this couch and rug that should have been thrown in the dumpster uh, <laughs> and uh, and and the, the the whole point of that story was simply to say you know we all wrestle with this and and until we actually examine uh, what where we how to get started and and I just I'm so thankful for Kurt because he he's still a good friend still a friend of this day but had the courage to actually tell me to to look at myself more carefully mm. and then longing for security is the next topic Brad yeah and and part of the getting ready as we started to move into uh that is is there's an assessment you can take on how how ready are you what are the places that you need to be and so then what we started to do is the next the next chapters are really about helping us understand what I would call four half truths that we have about money so security independence more et cetera and we'll we'll go through those individually but one of the first ones that we find all the time is people believe if they had more money they would be more secure and uh what we find is is that's that's a half truth it's not the whole truth what what most people really want is is confidence and confidence starts with understanding that we're loved by God and that we're also confident that we have people who will back us up and confidence that we're making the right decisions. And so this this story, this this chapter is is really about helping us understand that security doesn't come by getting 25% more uh, money. That, that While it seems like that would be a bold security, it really doesn't. Let's talk now about topic number five: living in freedom. Yeah, and uh, and and so again, the, this is that that freedom, that that peace that we get when we actually do have confidence. And so, um, 
again, uh, our, the book is, is the, the second parts of this is so freedom is, is the in, in, in competition or in opposition of, of security, the freedom to, to actually be uh, generous, the freedom to actually understand that I'm actually going to build more security for myself, the more friendships I make, et cetera. And so we, we give a bunch of examples about risk-taking, and, and the, the, <laughs> the first story in there is a story of visiting my parents and my mom was giving me directions to uh, to the restaurant we were going to, and uh, I knew where it was, but uh, she kept telling me to take right turns, and I couldn't figure out because I knew it was to the left. And finally, we got there, and it and and I said, "Well, mom, how come you had me take all those right turns?" And she said, "Well, I don't take right turns or left turns anymore; they're too dangerous." And and uh, and what what we're talking about in this the teaching in this in this as the essence of this teaching is is learning to what risks we really have, taking care of them, and then finding ways to then live in that freedom. Now let's talk about longing for independence. Yeah, well, this is another one of those half truths. Uh, the longing for financial independence. If I was just financially independent. Um, all would be well, and uh, and it's it's actually it's actually again again one of those half truths that we have that that we as a American society we just believe that that is actually the the end goal is if I could just be financially independent and the teaching is is uh, the beginning of understanding that independence really isn't the answer um, and that what we're going to to really want to help move towards is what we would call interdependence and finding ways to do that. And that leads us right to the next chapter. Which is living in community. And and living in community is is one of these really interesting whole truths. So one of the things that we find is is that de- depending and the teaching here is as we live in community, depending on what community we're living in, we either are finding ways to be more generous, more more grateful, more content, or we get living in community where we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, and the and the teaching here is is to be really thoughtful about what community. Uh, we're, we're participating in. Where do we actually gather people who can hold us accountable? Where, where are we examining some of the motivations that are driving us to some unhealthy relationships with money? And so the, the teaching here is, is really around making sure that we find um, the right community. And interestingly enough, in as the research, there's research and practices and, and other pieces in the book, but the, the interesting part of the research is, is that to be content and to, to again move to this healthy relationship with money, what what really comes out in the research is that the community that you participate and intentionally belong to and contribute to and are generous towards will actually create that sense of of freedom and independence and security and 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 confidence that that you're really looking for. So community, kind of in the center of the book, is 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 one of those really important topics that we sometimes underestimate when it comes to money because we actually think money is such a private matter. Now I want you to talk about longing for more. That's the eighth topic. <laughs> and uh, you know. Um, Longing for more is is probably the the, the simplest way to to define uh, consumerism, and and uh, and and again, there's nothing wrong 
with longing for more, longing to actually succeed, longing to be better. Those are all healthy and, and reasonable uh, activities. But in, in, this, in this chapter, what we, uh, what we start to talk about are, are that that can actually be um, a prescription for an, an unhealthy relationship with money, and especially as you begin to succeed. In fact, there's a research study in there that, that basically took people that had, on average, uh, uh, multiple tens of millions of dollars, and they looked at how how their what their relationship with money and how they felt about it, and uh, they they all concluded that they needed 25 percent more to make them happy, uh, which was exactly the same result as people that were making 10 times and 100 times less. And and what we find is is that 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 longing for more, the teaching here is is has nothing to do with how much money you make. It's actually again, it's, it's an issue of the heart, and that uh, as we as we move into that, uh, more and more does not make you happier and happy. And in fact, another part of the study shows that uh, once you get to about uh, about twenty five to fifty percent above median income, more money adds zero to your happiness. Now I want you to talk about living in contentment. Yeah, this this is the interesting piece of most people think they would live in contentment if they had more <laughs> and they don't and so then the this is all about the the practice of actually learning how to live content and and the teaching here is is again that that the only two things that we have found in research and practice and helping and serving uh, hundreds of people across the country is and is that uh gratitude and generosity are the formulas to moving to contentment, not not getting more. And so we we have some we have some stories in, in this and some research and some some practical ways to help us learn to how to move to contentment. And and contentment is is one of those um, uh, virtues that I think is sometimes not talked about enough in, in our society on on how to be content. And so we really the teaching in this is this chapter is really all about how do we move to a, being able to be content, and uh, what are some of the barriers uh, that we have in in moving to contentment. And um, and uh, it's I, I think of all the chapters in the book, this is the one that people, at least in in talking to me that have read it and, and are working on it, say it's probably the one people struggle with the most. My guest is Brad Hewitt. Uh, his book that he co-authored with James Moline uh, for Tyndale Press, it's out. It's called Your New Money Mindset, Create a Healthy Relationship with Money. And, uh, Brad, let's talk now about longing for success. What do you teach us here? Yeah, so this this is the fourth one. So we've, we've had, uh, you know, the, the security and independence and more and, and now success and how, how oftentimes uh, in our society money is the is the measure of success. It, it is the way we keep track. I, I remember uh, my, there, this, this story isn't in the book, but it's, it's one that uh, is very connected to this. Um, I remember my son was about 12 years old, and we were standing in our front yard, and the and the garbage collectors were coming by, and 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 he wanted to know how much how much money garbage collectors make, and uh, and I was 
I was thinking, well, you know, I, how do I answer this question? Because I kind of want him to shoot for <laughs> you know success a little bit more than that. And and his his worldview was, well, it must be an awful job, so they must pay you a lot. And he was trying to decide whether he could actually wanted to be that because they paid him a lot, would pay him a lot compared to what he knew I did as uh, in my in my job. And and I think we have so confused success and money. Um, that that and that's the story of this chapter is is that success isn't about money success is about your calling and and how you how you live in that calling and we we show uh, all kinds of things of trade-offs that people are making and uh, and how how success really does not connect to money at all um it, except in 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 the ways that the world recognizes Brad Hewitt is our guest He's the CEO of Thrivement Financial, based in Minneapolis. We're talking about his book, Your New Money Mindset, Create a Healthy Relationship with Money. Uh, We're going to have another segment with Brad, so I want you to stay with us. I would remind you that uh, this is the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. We do this show every weekend on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And we're always very honored when you plug in and join us here uh, across Central Florida. More with Brad Hewitt, folks, right after these messages. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. This is Dennis McKenzie for Families by Design. Strong families are designed by God. Do you want your family designed by God? For inspirational principles for today's families, listen to Families by Design with your host, Dr. Daniel Forbes, and attorney, Delton Chen. Families by Design airs every Sunday at 9 p.m. That's Families by Design on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call Select Quote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10 year, $500,000 policy for under $28 a month. I'm Select Quote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-509-1667. That's 1-800-509-1667. 1-800-509-1667. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors not available in all states. I've been searching for ways to grow deeper in my faith and strengthen my daily walk, and I found it at Crosswalk.com. From Bible study tools to Christian living articles, devotionals, movie reviews, to marriage and finance articles, well, you get the idea. Crosswalk.com also has a great online community of Christians just like me. With everything just a click away, it's like having a trusted friend, teacher, and mentor right here at my desk every day. Crosswalk.com, the intersection of faith and life. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Brad Hewitt is with us. 
the author, the co-author of Your New Money Mindset, Create a Healthy Relationship with Money. Uh, Now, Brad, let's talk about living in our calling. Uh, That's the 11th topic, and I want you to teach us about that one. Something that that both... uh both Jim and I, as we as we were wrestling with this, uh, recognized that we had we had both been in 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 multiple careers, actually taking dramatic pay cuts to move to something else when we felt really moved to do that. And and part of the 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 story here is 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 finding that place where you can you can actually uh, do what you you feel like God's made you to do. And and in and in many ways. Uh, the, our money situation actually often leaves us unprepared to be able to do that. So we feel we get trapped into doing certain jobs because we 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 haven't we don't have enough we can't manage the money well enough or it doesn't pay as well. And so part of what we do in this is is talk about the the joy of being able to be in a calling. And and the research that says if you're actually in something that you love, you're more likely to succeed. You're more likely to wake up every day and do it do it to your best. And so what we've tried to do in 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 comparing it to success, which was our last chapter to calling, is really recognize that success and calling are very uh, interrelated, but they're not connected to money. And so the teaching here is really about how do you actually plan and actually take the steps to be able to move to your calling. And oftentimes that does take actual real financial planning to be able to move to something that you could uh, you could do. And, and in fact, one of the readers of the book who's who's written to me said that chapter actually changed her life because she made a decision to, after uh, after struggling with it for a long time to do something that she's always wanted to do and after doing it and had the courage to do it has, has just feels so, so much more uh, alive and blessed to be able to, to serve the world in the way she was made to do. And now, uh, topic number 12, change the world, you call it. Yeah. Uh, so, so... Uh, this, this is the, the kind of the final teaching and... Um, you know, it's it's one of those those pieces where um, I remember talking as I was writing the book, and we were talking to people about it and doing the research. It just blew me away because I actually started to look at what would really happen if people started to put these principles into practice, and and people people really were in that in that circumstance where they they felt confident about their about their money situations they were they were actually committed to the communities that they were part of and 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 being grateful and generous to those and helping others and and that they had a sense of contentment that let them take more risk to do their calling and and uh and do that we started doing some of the math i'm a mathematician by training and we started doing the math around that and uh it is absolutely unbelievable how if just us christians would would start to put into practice these kinds of principles around giving and generosity and gratitude just the money alone that gets generated to be able to serve the world and and each other is is phenomenal and and it, and it, it dawned on us that it would just change the world and so that was what we we titled this this teaching but we we really wanted to move it back into 
and it and it doesn't it isn't any big thing it's a whole bunch of little things along the way that leads us to this life of surplus that this this contentment this calling this this part of community and confidence where it, allow, it allows us to actually live in a very different way and frankly very different than than just longing if I could just get more, if I could just be financially independent, or if I could just feel secure, then I'd be happy. So we're, we tried to really end it with, with the notion of not only is this good for you, but this is really good for the world and something that we should do. Brad, talk to us about tithing. I'd be happy to. It's uh, it's actually one of those really interesting. So that was what we 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 used to do that last that last section, and uh, and and I think what we concluded when we finalized the book is tithing is so often talked about as a have to and instead of a get to um, that that we get to do tithing, and I and I often compare it to uh, that generosity is a lot like uh, prayer. Uh, and, and God doesn't need us to pray to inform him of anything. He needs, a, he needs us to pray in order to change us. God doesn't need us to give him any of the money. Uh, he already owns it all. So he needs us to, to, to be generous and to give and to tithe because it changes us, and it's good for us. And so much of the research in this book and, and doing the research for the book demonstrated over and over again that as people learn to be joyfully generous and grateful, it actually, it actually turns and, and gives them all the things like security and independence and success that they, they were so longing for. But it, it really took uh, generosity, giving, gratitude to be able to do that. Uh, I want you to uh, discuss this phrase that we've been hearing, Brad, money relationship. Uh, what does a healthy relationship with money look like? So what, at the at the bottom line, what we would say is is that when you actually feel absolutely confident, you're connected to community, you have contentment, and you're living your calling, you're generally in that healthy money relationship. It also looks like you're you're you have joyful generosity, you're giving, you're cont- you you have contentment, et cetera. So it, there, there's a sense. But what we did is we actually went to a whole bunch of families as we were getting ready, and there's some pictures in the book about this, and actually just asked them to draw their current relationship with money. And what, what in in the book you'll see there's there's pictures of people you know caught in a spider web with the spider coming and getting them or trapped in a in a hole uh, in a well that they can't get out of or singing la 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 as the train's just about to go off the track and 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 in fact what what we found is is that that money relationship oftentimes is something that we just don't talk about because it, it's such a private topic we. Well, you know the, the the joke we have around here is is that you know it used to be that polite dinner conversation didn't include politics or religion or or money uh, or sex. Now the only one that seems to be off out of bounds is still money, and and but it's so important to talk about. And so you know I think that's a, a relationship that has no communication is <laughs> not healthy. My guest is Brad Hewitt. Brad, uh, student debt, uh, students entering college today, uh, big area of money. I I want you to expand on that, please. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we we've just launched a uh, Thrive Financial actually has a student student lending program, mainly because 
we wanted to act. We think it's one of those most important wise with money. Our mission is to actually help people be wise with money and live generously. And we think it's one of those most most important steps in being wise with money because it, it, we think debt is one of those things that is really dangerous. And it's not it's not a sin to have debt. But it is really dangerous to have debt. And so ha- actually getting good counsel, actually thinking about debt before student get, students get into debt is one of the most important things that we believe uh, we should we should do to actually help serve uh, folks as they're getting into that. And so, you know, my personal advice, I, I gave it to my kids, I, I, I give it to anybody, is if you can avoid it, do it. Um, not many people can anymore. Um, and and that's a that's a different issue. But if you if you can avoid it, do it. But if you can't, be really really careful on how much you take. And in the, the the people will offer you all kinds of money and all kinds of debt to be able to that you, you're going to get free free access. But just remember, uh, debt in the in the short run uh, reduces um, re- reduces um, lifestyle in the long run. So what do you want the listeners to take from our discussion here, Brad? You know, uh, the, one of the most important um, verses for me, and it actually motivated Jim and I to write the book, and, and, uh, and especially I told you, you know, I was kind of this stingy, uh, greedy person, and, you know, it's, it's kind of I, the irony of that. That's who writes a book on generosity. But the, the, the verse is, um, it's a proverb, and, and it goes, the world of the generous gets bigger and bigger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. My guest has been Brad Hewitt, author of Your New Money Mindset. We've got a wrap-up, folks, right after these messages. Here on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour, you're listening to the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Join Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, as he opens God's Word every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. If you missed the Sunday broadcast, you can listen and study along with Dr. Jordan 24-7 at WTLN.com by clicking on the podcast tab and then Riches of Grace. Riches of Grace, a service of Grace Impact Ministries at graceimpact.org. 5.30 Sunday on the new 94. 4.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Our guest in the first half hour was Steve Macchia, talking about his book, Broken and Whole. And then Brad Hewitt joined us from Minneapolis, co-author of Your New Money Mindset. Please visit my website. It's patwilliams.com, the Twitter page, Orlando Magic Pat. And uh, my latest book is out. It's called Leadership Excellence. It's updated, revised, lots of new material, uh, hardcover. It's in bookstores now and Amazon.com, always a wonderful way uh, to order books. In the meantime, uh, have a great day tomorrow at church with your family. And a terrific week ahead as we enjoy this wonderful uh, Florida weather. And then we'll be back next weekend for more on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. 
You're listening to the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Pat Williams Power Hour. Join us again next week at this same time on the intersection of faith and reason. The new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.